0: podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up, on channel 1450 and what we're looking forward to episode nine is here season two welcome back high school sports on this podcast i will discuss the games the teams that i saw the games that channel 1450 will be covering in the next week and this week's guest is the goat of high school football in the state of illinois he has more wins than any coach in the state of illinois he has five state championship rings and ken leonard has impacted the lives of thousands through faith family, and football at Sacred Heart Griffin. We'll get to him in a couple minutes, but first... What did I see in the past few days? On Monday, got a chance to see a little bit of Sagamore soccer between Athens and Riverton. The Warriors walked away with the road win on Monday from the brand new turf in Riverton. On Monday and Tuesday, I saw Rochester soccer. Monday, they hosted Normal West and lost 2 to nothing. On Tuesday, they hosted the Cyclones and Sacred Heart Griffin came over and impressed me with a great showing in the 1st D CS8 soccer game of the season. Kyle Ward and Parker Boatman with the goals and SHG with the big win to start the year. Also saw Rochester volleyball for the First time this year on tuesday and the number three ranked team in 3a looked pretty darn good although I will say they definitely have room to improve based on what we've seen from them in the past few years. Emma Dixon and Ellie Geegan are very good outside hitters, and Kalen Reed is great all over the court. But they don't quite have the power yet that we're used to seeing in the past few seasons from Grace Petty, Tatum Outlaw, Tori Taylor, Natori Rose. The list can go on and on and on. I think Rochester will be very good and will definitely compete for the CSA title again. SHG has a good mix of young talent and some experience like Rory Hankin, but girls like Macy Rolfe and Ava Hillier will be key pieces for a solid future foundation. What's coming up on Channel 1450? Thursday night, we kick off week one of the high school football season. That's right, Thursday night football in the Sagamore Conference. Athens travels to Pittsfield on Thursday. I will be there for that one on Channel 1450. We'll also have Rochester at Williamsville soccer. On Friday, it's time for the full slate of football week one on channel 1450. We will have full and complete coverage of the Leonard Bowl as well as on Sports Radio 1450. Rochester at Sacred Heart Griffin. We will have highlights from Williamsville at Porta, New Berlin at Auburn, Maroa at Plains, and Carlinville at North Mac up on channel 1450. Late Friday, early Saturday morning. Saturday, We will have a Leonard Bowl all-access piece going up and plenty more. I'm headed to Morgan Wallen on Saturday night, so no games on Saturday night for me. How about next week? What games to watch? On Monday, St. Thomas More at U High Volleyball and Rochester at Williamsville Volleyball. On Tuesday, NCS 8 action at Springfield High at SHG Soccer and Notre Dame at Glenwood Soccer. Also, Williamsville at Mount Pulaski Volleyball. And we might sneak in some golf coverage as well. That's it for what's coming up on Channel 1450. Let's get to this week's guest because that's probably why you are here and listening. First, though, a reminder, we don't have a sponsor for this podcast anymore. So if you're interested, please reach out. The Download with DP is a great local podcast and would be a great opportunity for a business looking to reach sports fans in Central Illinois. Now, let's talk faith, family, and football with Ken Leonard ahead of Friday's final regular season, Leonard Bowl. I'd like to welcome in Ken Leonard to the podcast this week because it's, it's Leonard Bowl week, so... Um, we we're gonna talk with Ke- Coach Ken Leonard about you know these these past few years and what what it's been like. But I want to start with I want to start with this, and we've never really sat down and talked about this too much. But um, the motto that you always give is faith, family, and football. Yeah. So I want to talk first about the faith part of it. Yeah. And, and kind of dive into that a little bit on this one, and then see where we get to. But um, I want to I want to ask you a little bit about your that journey for you and why. Why that's so important to you? When I mean, so many things. You've had so much success um, in in faith, and family, and football. So where where did that kind of start, and why did that become so important to you?
1: Uh, well, number one, when I was 38 years old, you know, I was raised going to church, uh, and you know, taking communion, doing all doing all the right things, and. But I really didn't have a relationship with jesus um and I didn't know that i mean i you know I just was living my life and moved you know football was by by far the controlling interest in my life yeah. it was it was it was kind of my god it was i was chasing a state championship chasing to be the best i was i was um i was all in. On just coaching and just focused on getting the kids better and the relation, and it was still the it was good. It was the relationships and everything, but it was all football and it was all did I win or did we did we lose and did did we get to a championship game or not? You know, and and it was it was all encompassing and it, it was too much. And um, God struck me down kind of like Paul. Uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't go blind, but. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had a real conversion and uh, I knew something was missing in my life. And, um, it was about 1992 or so, 91, uh, that I, I gave my life to Christ and, uh, at the barber, uh, Rick Braun on, I, I went there and said, Hey, something's missing in my life. And, and he says, well, I know what. And, uh, and again, I'd never talked to Rick about Jesus, or he, he had a picture of Jesus in the Bible. And actually, he's taking my uh, son Philip to get haircuts there. That's why I knew him, and um, and I accepted Jesus, and then I I and I said, well, I don't feel anything different. But he says, well, if you did, probably it wouldn't be right. And then every every day, I went back and got into Scripture of which I had no idea about, and I was just total uh, total change in my life where I totally turned my life over to Christ and and did everything change and be perfect no and I haven't been perfect every day since then but the number one thing in my life is is Jesus Christ and because of that um, my my wife Liz she come to know Jesus and gave her life to Christ um, my son Philip gave his life to christ and why I used those two and and derek and bradley the same way but what I, I bring those two up for you talk about the family part is you know you never know god's got a plan and that was god's plan um for liz to be in heaven for eternity and for um philip they both were you know cancer took my wife liz and then uh a terrible car accident and took my son mm-hmm. and uh and so those were a lot more important than any state championship but you know what that the state championships then came because of of how i had changed then all of a sudden it just wasn't about the result it was about relationships i was still intense i was still competitive but but the basis of my life was Jesus, and the more I got into Scripture, and the more I, we had Bible studies, and and I, and I still don't know everything, but uh, I follow Jesus, and it's all about Jesus, and uh, and it's my life has been blessed. I have totally been blessed, and God's got a plan. And then I found, you know, after um, tragedy with uh, my wife Liz although she was at peace because she knows where she went. We had great talks. That last year of my marriage was probably the best marriage in 40 years because I took care of her finally. And God gave me the strength to do that. And uh, and of course, Derek and Bradley was involved in that. They they were here every day to come see their mother and take care of her and, and the grandkids. And then uh, God had a plan and Put Angie in my life, and she never had any children and she, her, she just lost her uh, husband and um, yeah it's god's I, I've had a very fulfilling life because i do I've done what I want to do and love, and I've found Jesus, and that's without question and then my family knows Christ, and I know that we've had very good success on earth but in this world but I know that what's the real prize is eternity with Christ and that's what we have
0: how proud does it make you on your journey with God to say also my family is involved in this because as a father you see Derek you see Brad and their relationship with Christ as well and that's got to make you just as proud as the fact that you know you raised raised them right and brought them up in that right way
1: there's no question because it's just like um, it's just like when we adopted our son Philip you know people say well you know that your blood is is Derek and Bradley yes they are and, and I love them more than anything and but it's but Christ adopted us you know we were adopted so so therefore, yeah, it, for them to know Jesus and their, and to raise their families and to see how they have become great husbands and great fathers and raise their boys, yeah, that's the ultimate. And and so that's that's what's important in life. And uh, now, God wants us to do whatever job we have. I mean, he wants us to be the best, and he wants success for us, but, you know, we want success for our children, he wants success for us, but, um, and, the, and the thing about it is, you can't make somebody, you know, accept Jesus Christ, you present it, and that's the same thing with all my, my players, and and, and anybody anybody i come across and that's why i all you can do is present it and present jesus and pray that god will change their heart so that they can accept jesus and so that they will be in eternity with us and and then i'll you know uh, that's that's the most important thing in my life is our faith and you know the nuns and the and the bishop and 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 everybody around here it's it's been great because um, because of the faith and their love for Jesus too.
0: You mentioned it a little bit there, but with the the players and, and how you're able to have that relationship with with them, um, obviously being the head coach at SHG, certainly uh, it's kind of expected at that point. But w- at what point in your in your building of this program did you realize how important God was in in the players' lives and how you can affect? young men who are becoming men
1: well before i become a a born-again christian if you want to that's what you call it i guess uh I, i just when i when i found jesus uh you know we we went we had mass and we did all the things and and it was good and we you know we had i always had jesus in in my life or or and and so we presented the faith uh, the church with with uh, the kids but since then we've tried to get you know with with FCA and I've tried to give them scripture and and that's what I, I think has been important and every day we pray about it and then and then we can and just not just and you know we pray the Our Father but yet but we pray and we talk about I talk to them about Jesus I talk to the parents about Jesus and uh that's been huge because again that's what we're called to do we're called we have to be disciples of christ and uh we have to tell the world about christ because that's that's what we're called to do
0: how has your um involvement with fca helped you as a coach kind of you know build those relationships with other coaches and also with your faith
1: well fca is great because it's just again it's fellowship of christian athletes so you're you're alongside and every thursday morning right here in this room that we're doing this we have a bible study and i've been doing it since the middle of 1995 i think 96 94 95 96 um brian mckenzie we started it and then kevin elliott took it over and uh every week you know we do it and we have anywhere from uh four to ten coaches come you know at times a uh, number of coaches have come and gone, and then they have they have formed their own bible studies uh so it's been really good and it's it's so it's fca has been a big big part of that and then uh We've been pretty consistent and um and over the years we've had, you know, quite a few kids come to our FCA on Sunday nights and uh other years we haven't had quite as many but it's just it's just and you kinda keep it consistent. You know, when uh Liz was sick and we couldn't do it, you know, we kinda there's a couple years there that we kinda fell off. Uh but now Charlie Brown, um Coach Flags Coach Chance, um, and I think now Coach Kaufman they've they've take they're taking it over. Charlie Brown is kind of taken over as my character development and spiritual coach, mm-hmm. and he has done a fantastic job. I mean he's a <laughs> he's an ex player here, but and he was involved in our FCA, and here's a guy that's brilliant. Got uh, a double degree in engineering. He's a rocket scientist. And he came back to be a minister, yeah. and that's the type of heart he's got for Christ and the heart for for kids. He's lost his mom and dad, and uh, you know we're blessed to have somebody like that. And so I, that's what I'm so excited about for guys like that to take over. John Allison's a great Christian man. He's going to be the next head coach. So you know they they I I, I know they will continue with what's important, and that's. Jesus in this program
0: Every year after Leonard Bowl's over, I mean there's thousands of people there to watch that game and I'm sure the emotions are what they are, especially with what's at stake usually, but no matter what, you and Derek always bring your teams together after the game to say a prayer at, midf- at midfield What is that feeling like when I mean there's so many emotions, but at the same time you have to let the kids understand that This is about something more than just football. This is, like we said, faith, family, and football. Right, and I think that
1: that's what's important, and and it's, um, but you know, their kids and our kids, you know, we've got a real strong uh, faith-based family this year in the football our football team, and and I'm I'm sure Derek does too. I know last year, you know, they had a great team, and you know, their expectations were very high. When we upset him in the semifinals to go to the state championship, and that was very emotional, but a guy like hank beatty and and all the others that you know were totally kind of distraught in a lot of ways. this was it last game they've ever played together, but that uh, yet they they took time to still give thanks to jesus and and that's same way with Derek, and same way with us in years. I mean, there's been years that it's been, you know, when we had to, when we lost to them in the quarterfinals, and uh, they went on to win the state championship, and we were really playing well at that time, and, and we were really good. Well, they were great, and and we were too. And it was a shootout. And when you lose that the finale for the seniors, that's it. And yet to get together and to pray. That's, but that's also it puts it back into perspective, and that's what I tell our kids. Because if you know, in, in a defeat like that, if this is the worst thing that happens to you, you're going to have a really good life. Yeah, and uh, and it also that's the great thing about football and sports. It gets you ready for life it, because in the in scripture it talks about uh, not if we have struggles but when we have struggles there will be struggles in everyone's lives stuff will happen so we have to and that's where faith comes in it's because everything's not going to be perfect so you got to prepare for life where you have a tough time so how are you going to react and with christ and, and us getting together in that prayer and we just really getting back to okay this is what's important and thank you for allowing us to play such a great game of football and in in front of a lot of people and and in and, and just just the excitement the stuff that they you know to take it in that night because um, you know as you can see we looked at pictures from way back it it goes by fast and uh but we've had a lot of great memories and and, and the leonard bowls have been there's been a lot of exciting great times And, you know same thing we uh, we go to an undeclosed nobody you know some place nobody's around and we have dinner afterwards and just enjoy our family because that's you talk about the faith family and football well that that was we, we put our faith there at first and then family because we all after it's all said and done people say why do you, you talk you, whatever you yeah. mad at each other no it's over you know it's over now there is emotions at the game there's no question yeah. we're competitors and and we want our kids to win but
0: it's uh, family's the most important thing you talked about it a little bit but the the emotion of it as you as you got into this business and you saw, you know, once Derek got the head coaching job, um, the first Leonard Bowl comes and, and you know kind of what's at stake, what to expect, but then as as we've gone on and we've seen now the, the postseason matchups, which just adds another level to it, um, how emotionally tough is that during the week when, I mean, like you said, you understand that if this is the worst thing that happens to you, you're having a good life, but... When the season ends, that's different than just preparing for the postseason, like it has been in the past.
1: Yeah, the, the postseason is absolutely no fun. the The Leonard Bowl for the first game, okay, it's a we get we have the game, it's exciting, it's a great thing for football, and it's a great thing for our community, um, great thing for Rochester's community. But you know what? Playoffs is a different. It's just it's it's no fun, no way, shape, or form, because it's a finale, and we're rooting for each other, but yet it's over. The game, whoever loses, their season is done, yeah. and that's no fun. Our the ultimate times are when we were, I I I think thirteen and fourteen, and I don't know if they got there in fourteen, but. When we're both won state championships, yeah, and that's the ultimate. I mean, when we both go to the state championship, they, you know, we play and then they play, or they play and then we play, whatever it is, and uh, in a state championship game, but not against each other. And when you have to play each other, and whoever loses, that's it, because that's that's a hard that's that's a tough one that that's playoffs are no fun
0: because when you play in the regular season and you see the path of okay they're 4A you're 5A or whatever uh how much do you learn from playing that game knowing I mean they're they're gonna play in a state championship you're gonna play in a state championship both your programs are at that level where if you do see the brackets you're like oh we're gonna end up playing and that's that's something that any other team would say that's awesome we we get that chance um but how much did you learn from that game knowing, I mean, this is the best team you're going to play leading up to a state championship game?
1: Well, and our conference is great. And uh, it's, yeah, because they know us as well as yeah. anybody, yeah. As, almost as well as ourselves. And we know them the same way. And so, so it's, it's, it's a real challenge. And so you find out a lot of weaknesses and you, you know, it makes you a lot better football team. Uh, after you play him, and that's what the great thing about playing him game one is yeah. is we're gonna and there's there's so many things we don't know about our team, yeah, and he doesn't know about his team right now, mm-hmm. but we'll find out a whole lot of things because hopefully we'll exploit more of his weaknesses than he will of ours but uh and it gets you ready for the rest of the season and yeah it's and then when we're in different classes then you can just say, okay, yeah, it's going to be fun because, you know, each week we move on and they move on hopefully and and then we both get the state championship and win it. And so, but it's, but when we, at the end of the season and with now with uh, us being 4A for sure this year and them on the bubble yeah. of four and five, you know when we were 5 they were the, bumped in the last week last team to come up and they become 5 and then when we were 4 the last team to go down yeah. you know it's just you know kind of uh so and that's that's how it is you know but so it's no fun playing in the playoffs and it does get you ready
0: as we look at this one week 1 Um, scheduled to be the last one. We don't know. We hope so. It's the last Leonard Bowl. But as we look back now, what do you kind of remember leading up to that first one that you can kind of talk about in terms of, you know, those emotions of the first one compared to this one and how things have kind of changed?
1: Well, I think people,
0: first of all,
1: our football team and our coaching staff knew how good Rochester was. And we knew what the schedule they had played. I think everybody in the area, I think the city, the the conference, really thought ah, you know, here's this small Rochester coming in. They're playing the Corn Belt. Well, that's not the Central State Eight. And, you know, and I told everybody because I was at their practices. I knew what they were. I went to their games before, and I knew the team they had. I said, "You have no idea how good these guys are." That was one of Derek's best teams, yeah. really. It was, and the '09 team that he, you know, kind of got shafted by
0: mm-hmm.
1: some officials <laughs> at Metamora. Uh, he would have should have won a state championship in '09. And I, and all those kids were back, you know, and uh, Dog Garden, I knew that they were a great team, and I knew it was going to be a battle, and, and back then we were, they were physical, we were physical, and it was going to be a a, a a war, and it was, and came down to the last play of the game, and it was, there were some, oh, terrific collisions, and it was a real football game and it was big time football and you know one coaches i saw his interview talking about big boy football well that was big boy football and uh so and i think that in our conference we play big boy football and and i know that when we play rochester it's uh it's been that night was real big boy football
0: and people talk about the the crowd at memorial stadium for that first one um, I kind of feel like, you know, the anticipation and the fact that, you know, it was so new to everybody that, you know, this is a storyline that you just can't yes. make up. Um, and I also feel like kind of this year now that things are, you know, op- up and back up from COVID and things are back to normal. I feel like the crowd this year is kind of going to be like that, where people just want to come to be a part of that experience and see what it's like. Because, I mean, realistically, it is like a movie almost that you just kind of write this script that, yeah. you know, it's this is how it's set up.
1: Well, it's very unique. Very few. I have a friend out in Connecticut that he played his son. Now they don't. They're, they're he's still coaching. Maybe I don't know if he's lose coaching or not. But his son has gotten into. He's 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 not. In, but they played each other, and I'm sure there was been a couple other places, but not not many. And so it's kind of a. Yeah, it's a national type of thing because it just doesn't happen all the time. And where two teams are the two the two programs are so good, mm-hmm. are traditionally state powers. And so yeah, it's it's a real it's 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 a neat story and um it's neat and I think it's the way we the way our our communities uh I think add faith into it as we all talked about at the beginning of this, I think that even adds more to it because that's what's important and I think it's a great way of uh of really seeing Christ in action with two two teams in football. And I think it's that's that's what's really neat. And yet being very, very competitive and very good, very good football teams and really fun to watch. I mean High-powered offenses and defenses that fly around and hit you.
0: As we look, this will come out on Thursday, day before the game. Um, what Will you allow yourself a couple extra moments on Friday night, right before the game, to just kind of soak that in and say, you know, this, this is hopefully the last one, and this is something—you've had plenty of special games— but this is one that, I mean, will definitely be one that you remember because hopefully it's the last time you get a coach against Derek.
1: Oh, yeah. I think it, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to absorb. That's what like tell our kids, you know, when we go to the state championship, they said just slow down, just look around and enjoy because it goes by fast. But take it all in because it's, it's here and gone. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to enjoy it. And then a lot of, a lot of family will be here. Uh, besides me and Derek and you know uh, the grandkids will be on the sidelines they're gonna so we're gonna it'll be yeah it'll be a fun event and 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 I think we'll embrace it you know and and so and I and again I want it to be it's just it's not about Leonard's it's about SHG football program and Rochester football program and all their kids and I want I want those kids to take it in too because they're a part of something that's really special and uh they're the ones that are making it special not not Derek and me I mean we are because we're the head coaches but it's it's the whole programs that's making it special
0: how glad will you be when Friday's over and, and,
1: and you hopefully don't have to do this ever again well I'll be glad that, real real glad after we win <laughs> I don't know how I'm glad I'll be after if we don't come out but we're you know it's it's a real test for our first game and I know it's a real test for them too and, and that's a good thing and and it's just the anticipation is uh, what as a coach you don't like and you like the preparation but uh, and you talked about before the game you know, right before the game, it's okay, but to wait them two hours, three hours, yeah. before four hours, it's terrible. You sit here at four
0: p.m. Just you know, I, it's I like, there's man. years
1: I've, I've sitting here. and I'm thinking, why did I get in this profession? <laughs> you know, it's just like oh, just in the mind. You know, you've got to fight your mind because you've th- you have negative thoughts. Okay, what if we do this? What if we don't do that? And it's just um, that's the tough thing about being a coach for me, anyway.
0: As you look at this last season for you, um, and you hope that you the plan is to play 14 games, so this is just the first one, and like you said, you hope that this is a great test. Um, what are you most looking forward to with this last season?
1: You know, I'm looking forward to um, the kids that we have, just watching them improve uh, the relationships with them, it's a really fun group, uh, very talented, um, big personalities, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's and it's a it's a good group that and also my coaching staff. Watching them, you know, and and John Allison, because he's running the show. I mean, he's. I'm kind of just supervising. Yeah, um, I was a lot more involved in all the. The offensive calls and everything in the past, uh, you know, John has taken that a lot of that over with his with the other coaches, and defensively the same thing, um, special teams, just watching and making sure everything is going the way it's supposed to be going, and building up for this year, but no more than this year the future. And it's about this year's seniors. This is a gr- This is a really a special group. They're really winners, and uh, you know, there's 26 or 27 of them, and are That's a special group. They've put a lot of time and effort in. And the great thing about this group, they're kind of a throwback group because they play other sports too. Yeah. They're basketball players. They're baseball players. Wrestlers. Yeah. Wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's. You know, that's what I really hate about how sports have kind of went one way. You know, you you pick a sport and the dad gets him into all these clubs and travel teams and going everywhere. And and you know what? It's the experience. It's this experience. Yeah. It's Jake Hamilton and Keyshawn and all the guys that are basketball players and uh, the Javion. To get
0: two rings oh, two and, and just the experience
1: like, of the thrill of basketball yeah. and Colin Johannes and Andrew McDowell and all those guys and all the Kepler's and all the juniors and stuff that are on the baseball team and the experience of doing with baseball and that's what that's what's great and yet and we kind of lost that so it, this is kind of a throwback team that kind of how it used to be yeah. and so. It's fun. It's a it's a good and then the wrestlers and it's a good group. It's it's a challenging group to coach at times, but this is my first (laughs) rodeo.
0: That's that's all I needed. Thank you for your time. We're looking forward to Friday night. All right. Thank you. Huge thank you to Ken Leonard for taking the time. An incredible man with an incredible story. Thank you for sharing your time and your words. That's it for this week. Again, if you got a sponsor, let me know. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.